Hello and welcome to the 365 Talk Social Media Podcast. Amy and Abby here this week to chat about whether or not you should sign off using your names when talking to people on social media. So Abby teased this a couple of weeks ago that we'll be talking about this and this comes from a conversation that I had with a brand a little while ago now actually and they were contemplating at the moment they don't sign off with their names. However, the brand itself without giving too much away is a very kind of personal something that people would have a very personal relationship with and so the question came about is should they implement a name sign off to help that personalization or whether to keep it a little bit more formal without it so with that said I thought that I would invite Abby onto the podcast again and we would have a chat about it because I think that this kind of conversation could happen with any business, any brand, any industry. And I think the outcome could be very different for each individual business. So let's talk about, I guess, the pros and cons of signing off with a name or just even just a sign off in general, um, what that could mean for your business, things to consider, and then also instances where it's successful and where it's not. Yeah, I think the best analogy I can have for this signing off on social is like when you go into a retail shop or you go to a restaurant or something and somebody's got a name badge on you can then associate that name with a person and it's much the same in customer service online I feel like you get more of a personal connection if somebody does sign off with a name you can relate to a person rather than a, a message and know that there is someone behind there that does care about what you're saying in a broad sense, I would say that it's a it's a positive thing. It doesn't necessarily work for all brands. But. No, I think when you look as an overview, I think especially where we've learned over the last couple of years where customer service online has changed, the personalization and humanization of communication online is really key for it to be successful. Yeah. And so not only is this quick response times and you know all of those things that go into maintaining a great community online, looking at the messages themselves, adding a name as a sign-off definitely enhances the fact that A, it's a person, you can thank said person. Like you said, if you're in a shop and someone's got a name badge, you know, you could say, thanks, Abby. And, you know, there is that kind of communication that you're able to have. And I also think it helps to conclude like a conversation so if you know say for example just take someone that works here Danny has jumped on one of my messages and she's helped me from start to end I know that you know Danny has really helped and so again it just makes you feel like okay I really appreciate the brand more because they have these people that care yeah and it's in it's that macro kind of detail of it's that person within that company And I really appreciate it. And I think that that goes quite a long distance. Instances where that might cause confusion or frustration is, say, for example, you have a complaint and you're talking to a company and the nature of the complaint takes a little while to conclude. So it might be something that's not very common or it might be a larger scale complaint that requires intervention from other departments, whatever it might be. And we're still communicating from start to end chances are you're not going to have the same person responding to you all the time unless it's a smaller business. Yeah. So if, for example, on our team, we had Danny jump on, we had JP jump on, and then Tim jump on, is having different people as part of one conversation more frustrating 
or does it give you the illusion that more people are helping? Yeah. And I think that that's something worth considering as well is, you know, and it could be that for larger scale complaints, if things, if you're not using an agency to support you, you're doing it within a customer service team, complaints are handled in a different way to just inquiries and queries. Yeah. So, you know, you could kind of think that might not look as good for our company, so we'll do it another way. But again, generally speaking, I think that signing off with names, especially from the clients that we do that with, I think it really helps identification of who you're talking to. And also from a brand point of view, you know, you can, if you see a brilliant response without taking too much time in terms of looking in the back end of things, you know who's done that. So yeah. you can say, hey, you know what? You know, this person is really taking on our brand kind of voice, really well implemented everything so perfectly. And you can use them as examples and other people can quickly see, okay, those ones are adapting what we want to achieve more than this one. And I like I like that personally because it saves time. You don't have to kind of think, right, let's run a report. Let's see who's responded at this time and this time. Yeah. Um, so I think that works really well. Um, let's talk on the contrary then on where sign-offs are not necessarily appropriate. Yeah. And I think with the brand that I was talking to specifically about this... They're someone that doesn't respond to everything. And if you kind of knew who they were, that would make sense. Yeah. And a lot of their replies are generally quite formal just to make sure that people, you know, if, if for example, there's a safeguarding concern and a response is needed to that, it's a very different scenario to if someone asked me what my favorite flavor of crisps are from a brand that we also look after. Yeah. So there's two different style of conversations that require two very different style of responses. I could respond as me and sign off as Amy on the crisp client saying, you know what, personally, my favorite is this. And then you've got that name. So yeah. that makes sense because you can add personal recommendations or favorites and qualify who that's from. Mm. However, for more formal clients and kind of bigger scale clients that are of a specific industry, it doesn't always work depending on the nature of how you respond to kind of like people that engage with you. Yeah. And so I think we've concluded at the moment to not include sign-offs based on this conversation we had because of the nature of going back is just, you know, there's a lot of kind of talk clients and specific responses because you have to be very careful in terms of how you communicate so we've decided not to add that element because the personalization is not necessary to build community. However, if they change their strategy in terms of going back to more people in a very different way in terms of having both kind of, I guess, formal responses as well as informal responses, the informal ones would definitely qualify a name tag. Yeah, absolutely. It is that, like you say, if it is a safeguarding concern, like the point you made previously, you don't want people, so many people jumping in on that. Mm -hmm. If you've expressed a concern on social media, you want, and then you get a, a named response for it, you want that person to deal with your concern and not have people jumping in. So yeah, I think that was the right choice for that client, personally. Yeah. Just from, like, I don't know how, how many of you listen to this podcast that are big brands, whether you're a small business, whether you work in an agency. Um, from a, a smaller business point of view, if you are possibly outsourcing a bit of community management to take stuff off your plate, it might not be a good thing for name sign-offs if you are a very customer-facing mm. business. We had 
some smaller local clients in the past where having a name sign off wouldn't have necessarily worked because they are such a small team in the business and their customers would know who they are. Yeah. So us signing off on our names, everyone would be like, who are all these people that are are now jumping in? Especially if you're not necessarily wanting to advertise that your community management is outsourced and you want people to to think that it's your brand the whole way through. Um, Just on the flip side to that as well, it's how name sign-offs affect the people doing the name sign-offs. Yeah, I was literally going to say the same. So with the client I was speaking about before, they've had like, unfortunately, personal digs about them specifically. Ah. So it was kind of a way to, would a name tag repress people from being so negative towards their team, their, you know, their brand, who they are, what they do. Mm. So that was a conversation we had in terms of how does it affect negativity? And again, I think there's two, there's, there's no easy answer and every brand would be different, but I think specifically for them, it could be good because again, you're, when you're talking to a person, if you go into a shop, you're not going to talk as awfully as some people do on Twitter. Yeah. The way that some people talk to brands, or even if you have a complaint, it's very easy to smash the keyboard on your computer, mm-hmm. you know, how dare you, effing and blinding. Mm-hmm. Are you going into a shop and speaking to people like that? No, you wouldn't, would you? Well, I hope not. Do well, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean... <laughs> you know, people don't do that, but the percentage of people that do that online yeah. is atrocious. So one of the things was, would this help negativity? And the answer was probably yes. Mm-hmm. However, for those involved, or even if it's just like, this is very evident that I can see who works as part of this team. Yeah. These names aren't within this team. So who am I talking to? Yeah. And then it's that if people are very FBI agency on Love a bit Twitter. Of a so if they then realize that, you know, an agency is supporting you. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. But if people feel like that's a betrayal, yeah, then that opens up that other thing. Like you said, if people know who's within the team, and I think specifically where we've worked with like, you know, restaurant clients, people know the waitress and staff, people mm-hmm. know, you know, you know, the manager, you know, the owner, you yeah. have drinks with them. And to then be speaking to someone that you've never met, it might alienate you more than you know, if you think you're speaking to Susie down, you know, the restaurant that you go to every Saturday, mm. but you never speak to Susie online, that might deter you from chatting to the restaurant where yeah. before it gives you the illusion, at least you're speaking to that direct team. You feel like something's been hidden from you. Yeah. But what, why is this not the same people that I'm, that I'm speaking to in-house? Especially if you have such a, a personal connection with people like in, in the restaurant business or a local shop or something like that. You do form those sort of connections and then to not have that online. Because mm. people often fall in love. It's two, businesses, people fall in love with two different things. Either your product or service or the people. Yeah. And I think especially when you're like a small business or you're growing and people are very aware of, you know, the owner. And yeah, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, like people that have been, for example, on Dragon's Den, mm-hmm. people will either love the product or the person that came in. Yeah. So if that business was successful, got investment, they're growing, and people are then communicating with them, it's not just the product, it's also the person that appeared on Dragon's Den. Yeah. And they want, again, that illusion that this person that was taking everything under their stride, that's who they're directly speaking to. Yeah. And um, I just thought that that was quite an example that I've seen definitely where I've seen these kind of startup companies that have gone on to really grow 
people have expressed frustration that they're not speaking to the owner, the founder. And in reality, it's never the owner or the founder. Yeah. <laughs> They've got far too many things to be doing to be on social, but that's why having a team, whether that's in-house or an agency, to help report the findings means that they can understand the community. And obviously if ever they bump into someone and it's like, you know, I chat to you on social or whatever, at least they have that overview. Yeah. But you're never ever really going to find a founder chatting to people going back on social media because, you no. know, they're busy people. Yeah. I think it's, it's important if you are working in an agency and you're listening to this for some relatable conversation, if this is something you're going to start doing for your clients perhaps, then definitely consider how this is going to affect the mental well-being of the staff writing these responses. Because as Amy said, like, it could be beneficial in the way that people will not be so keyboard warrior-y because they know there's a person behind there and it's not just a blank bot. But also, if one of our team attaches their name to something and then somebody comes back with a really horrible message that has got their name in it, mm. that could, like while I think a lot of our team know not to take this sort of stuff personally, it can be quite disheartening. And you, you just want to make sure that, that this team aren't, aren't taking that home with them or letting it sit with them. Um, that's obviously on a client-per-client basis, depending on, on who they are and the levels of interactions they're getting and what sort of interactions they're getting. But just something to consider. Yeah, I think I totally agree. And I think, you know, there's clients that are very happy for us to discuss who we work with. Mm. You know, we have probably only about a third of the clients we work with on our website, but it's not hard to find those connections, you know, yeah. like, oh, okay, you know, I spoke to Danny from 365 and then you can trace her back and then suddenly it could even get even more personal to that. So, it's, yeah. you know, I think it goes back to our last episode where we were talking about, you know, mental health and the well-being of you know, the people that are speaking. Unfortunately, customer service roles in that instance are always tough in terms of what you read. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just, you need to be able to make sure that whatever decision you make is a responsible one and you're fully aware of both the positives because there's so many, um, but the negatives, even though they're, they're probably very few and far between, yeah. just one negative experience, you know, it could damage someone's confidence it could damage someone's mental health how safe they feel you know there's so many different things depending on the level of complaints and yeah yeah I just think that it's something that we definitely it's worth chatting to and I think that if you don't currently sign off with your names or you know you're unsure there have been people if we just talk about a different style of um sign off where people just sign off like as like specific teams yeah I don't personally like that because I don't see the point. That's Yeah, that seems a bit robotic to me, just yeah. to add a signature in there for no reason. It's almost like, yeah, I'm you know from blah, blah, blah team. But yeah. it's like, I, I know I'm speaking to you because your name's at the beginning of my message as opposed to the end. Yeah. But without that clarity in terms of I'm speaking to a person, I think it's great if you want to add humanization and personalization, as we said. But if you're just signing off as... You could do like your name from said company i don't mm. think it needs again that level of detail because yeah. it's very obvious you're speaking to a brand if you want to do that fine but i think that just having like i've seen it like asos customer care team or something like that as a sign off mm. i just don't think it's necessary yeah we have had instances in clients before mm. where we've just signed off with initials as well haven't yeah we? that's true um which 
to me seems a bit odd as well. I think if you're gonna gonna add a name in there, add a name in there personally. But if there's people out there listening that think, oh, some initials might work for our clients, then there's something something to consider. Then you still keep a bit of anonymity, but you've got some sort of sign off that's not a generic. Yeah, I think if you go back to the scenario, like you said, you're going into a shop. If I had AP, both got the same initials, by yeah, the way, both APs. <laughs> if we both had AP on our name tag, A, we would be able to differentiate between the two of us. It's obviously. hard enough on emails. <laughs> Literally, in our little Gmail where we're both like <laughs> APs at the top. Um, <laughs> if we had name tags that just said our initials, it would, like, again, like, what does that do? That it causes confusion yeah. if somebody's dealt with one of us. That's true. Puts in some sort of grievance against one of us for whatever reason they go ap and they're like well which one is it yeah so we both get a slap on the wrist just in case (laughs) no i definitely think that if you're gonna do a sign off adding your name generally and probably 90 percent of the time is the best way to go i agree i think from if you haven't done so i think what we've learned over the pandemic is that people love chatting to people understanding there's a person that you're speaking to helps generally um there are that 10 percent of reasons why you maybe won't consider it or it won't be relevant to your brand so definitely just have a look at how your communication is going at the moment or you could just do a trial Mm. you could do it for a month two months three months sign off with your name and compare the data have you had more conversations because of that has there been specific you know, thank yous towards the way, have you received like more social media praise for the Mm -hmm. way that your team has dealt with that? Have people been more sympathetic in their responses, depending on obviously who you are? Or even has there been a higher level of communication as if you're an e-commerce client and you're speaking on specific, you know, recommendations and it can come from the person. And then if you jump on the next day and you're speaking to another person, that difference of of opinion is welcome. Yeah. So I think that it's definitely worth trying. And if you haven't done so... This is what I said to our client before, is that if you're ever unsure, just do a quick trial. So you could do it for a a couple of months, take that data, then that way you've got data without, data with, has it made any changes? And then if no, you can just choose what is more preferable. If there is a slight change, then at least you can use that to make decisions going forward. So yeah, there's, I'd love to basically hear what you guys think in terms of signing off. Do you do that as your business or your brand? Do you find it successful to you? And did you find a noticeable difference between signing off and not signing off? Let us know. Our socials are in the description of the podcast as well as an email address. But yeah, that's it from us this week. I hope you've enjoyed this insight. Thank you, Abby, for joining me once again. No problem. And we will speak to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.